Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with a Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 20, Sidestepping the Hype Give up the desire to be more learned than others, and you'll be freed from care. How small is the difference between the obedient yes and the disobedient yeah? How great is the difference between good and evil? What all people fear is easily feared. They fall into confusion, not checking themselves. They are carried away like one who feasts or one mounted on a tower in spring. I alone am still. My desires are not aroused. I am as a newborn child that has not yet smiled to its mother. I am detached. I seem to have no home. The multitude have many possessions. I am as one who has lost all. My thought is indrawn. I seem to know nothing. The world is wise and prudent. I seem plunged in darkness. The world is keen. I seem as one bewildered. I am as a shoreless sea, a bark without a port. The world is impetuous. I seem inert like a rustic. I am apart from other people because I worship the all-nourishing mother, the way. That's verse 20 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Charles Johnston. Next, let's break it down. This verse has three parts to it, and we'll take each part one idea at a time. Part one talks about letting go of the importance of things, and part two talks about a comparison of living with the Tao and without the Tao. And part three is talking about allowing the Tao to provide. So I'd like to 
kind of highlight a couple of things here. So Lao Tzu is saying, give up the desire to be more learned than others and you'll be freed from care. Okay, so we're talking about letting go of the importance of things again. All right, and in part two, we start doing some comparison. In, in part two, we start doing some comparing. Lao Tzu says, what all people fear is easily feared. So we're kind of like all the same, right? They fall into confusion, not checking themselves. All right, mass hysteria, I suppose. Um, and then this is where he starts comparing himself to others. I alone am still. My desires are not yet aroused. I am as a newborn child that has not yet smiled to its mother. And there's some other comparisons there. And so he's basically saying, I'm alone as a follower of the Tao. Okay. That doesn't seem characteristic Lao Tzu to separate things because we're all one, right? Um, but I think there's a way for us to look at this. It's basically saying, okay, well, if we take this us and them comparison away and we kind of decide that us and them are really just us, right? Like then it starts to make sense. So when he says, I am detached, I seem to have no home. Well, okay, there's that. The multitude have many possessions. I am as one who has lost all. If we change the multitude into I or my perception of me or my ego's perception of me, we can say the perception of the multitude, the, I have a perception that the multitude has many possessions and I am as one who has lost all. Looking at that through an unenlightened or not connected with the Tao kind of way, indeed, that seems pretty, uh, pretty bleak. But if we see that we can apply this connected to this, this connectedness to the Tao, that kind of leads us into the third part. So basically, so basically we're saying, okay, if it only seems that the multitude has many possessions and it seems that I am as one who has lost all, well, that's if I'm looking at it through my ego lens, right? When we look at the last verse in the third part, which is allowing the Tao to provide, it comes together. Lao Tzu says, I'm apart from other people because I worship the all-nourishing mother or the way. In other words, I think what Lao Tzu is saying is that when I make comparisons between me and other people, they have, I don't, they're awesome, I'm not, you know, that, that sort of thing. What I'm doing is I'm being ungrateful, really. And also what I'm doing is I'm disconnecting myself from the Tao because we have seen already that the Tao is always giving. And so if I'm not connected to this always giving thing, of course, I'm going to look like a loser, right? To my own self. That's the thing. However, if I draw sustenance from the mother, the all nourishing mother, the way, the Tao, then I have nothing to worry about. And so I think that's really that, that is the spirit of this entire verse, which is so beautiful. Okay, so let's wrap that up to go to the next section. Let's remember that verse 20 has three parts to it. Number one is, once again, we're talking about letting go of the importance of things so that part two comes into play. I can compare living with the Tao and living without the Tao together. And then part three is, if I can look at living with the Tao, then I can allow the Tao to provide. So let's go ahead and put that back together. I'll read verse 20 again. 
Give up the desire to be more learned than others, and you'll be freed from care. How small is the difference between the obedient yes and the disobedient yeah? How great is the difference between good and evil? What all people fear is easily feared. They fall into confusion, not checking themselves. They are carried away like one who feasts or one mounted on a tower and spring. I alone am still. My desires are not aroused. I am as a newborn child that has not yet smiled to its mother. I am detached. I seem to have no home. The multitude have many possessions. I am as one who has lost all. My thought is in John. I seem to know nothing. The world is wise and prudent. I seem plunged in darkness. The world is keen. I seem as one bewildered. I am as a shoreless sea, a bark without a port. The world is impetuous. I seem inert, like a rustic. I am apart from other people because I worship the all-nourishing mother, the way. Before we get started in the episode, I'd like to report that as the 2nd or 3rd of February, our little podcast now has around 200 regular listeners from six of the seven continents. I would like to thank you for being willing to listen. I would love us to connect so we can talk about each episode, our likes, dislikes, challenges, and thoughts. So I've created a Facebook group called the Dao De Jing for Everyday Living, just like the podcast title. As of this recording, there are about 90 members there. I'd be so happy to meet some of you there. Okay, so let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering sidestepping the hype. There are three things. Number one is the conundrum of learning and banishing learning. Number two is changes along the journey that I've experienced. The journey with the Tao. And number three is depending on the Tao. The Conundrum of Learning and Banishing Learning Lao Tzu says to banish learning and thereby relieve ourselves of vexations, or, as we've mentioned before, agitations. At first glance, it would seem that this part is just a continuation of verse 19, where Lao Tzu is advised that we get rid of wisdom, knowledge, and the other virtues. To me, it is a kind of touch point, which is mentally handy, but I feel like he's taking us in another direction. So yes, we're stating the same thing. Discontinue thinking learning is important and problems will disappear. Or, in other words, stop revering the words and concentrate on practicing what they represent to address problems more efficiently. There's another meaning we can glean from the next couple lines, though. Lao Tzu goes on to say that there's no great difference between approval and disapproval, as in what we learn from verse 2, duality. Approval and disapproval are really just categorizations of reactions to certain things. And the same holds true for good and evil. They are two opposites that really make up a larger picture, what we would call morality, which, when chosen, is really just an attitude we adopt. In the same manner, when we use learning to distinguish ourselves from others, to make us better than others, we're just burning energy unnecessarily. Because at the end of the day, we are all susceptible to the human condition, aren't we? (laughs) One of the great levelers, Lao Tzu says, 
is that we are all subject to fear at one's <laughs> at some point or another. It's a thing, you know. We all experience it. We all create it. And we all learn to handle it. There's a turning point, though, when we learn and embrace the fact that fear is solely a product of ego. When that happens, prestige no longer has any hold on us, and we commence our journeys through life. I'm not convinced that this means we shouldn't continue to learn things, nor that we shouldn't continue to progress as a global civilization. In fact, I feel like we can substitute the word learning here for any other thing or virtue we hold dear today. My sense is that what's important is recognizing when we are doing things for prestige, you know, those ego-feeding propositions, and remember that ego gets us nowhere. So I think the bottom line in this first part of the verse means that we should give up trying to distinguish ourselves in the material world, or in any other world for that matter, The thing that I've experienced is that each one of us, as expressions of the Tao, are on our own non-linear journeys whose destinations are always changing. We are the ones who must undertake our own quests, if you will, of our own volition. Only a beginning is required along with the willingness to participate. And what happens next? Lao Tzu tells us a little bit in the next part of this verse. Changes along the journey. The Tao Te Ching is a very important part of my journey, though it isn't the only part. I began my journey home at around 40 years of age. I had taken a look around me and found many things lacking. Is this all there is? I asked. No one seemed to have the answer for me. They were happy and content to be living their own lives, and I wasn't. Materially, I had what I needed. But emotionally, I was distraught and mentally not in a good spot. The whole thing was, I felt like even though I had my physical needs cared for, there was so much more that I had neglected in the pursuit of those needs. Maybe it could be called a midlife crisis. Who knows? (laughs) The only thing of which I'm aware is that I felt terrible. And when no one could answer my question, is this all there is? I started thinking more negatively. Eventually, I knew, I would end up in a place where my thoughts would totally turn against me, where ending it all would seem like the only way out. And when I decided that suicide was not an option, I knew that I couldn't pull myself out and God help. If you're in a similar situation, I highly encourage you to do the same. Sometimes all we need is a nudge in the right direction. In my case, I joined a community of people that had the same problems as me and we worked on helping each other. And they helped me get started. At some point, I felt drawn to the Tao Te Ching and, well, here we are. Reading the Tao Te Ching daily is a part of my spiritual practice now. Over the last three years, I've watched my values and priorities drift from the superficial to the simpler yet more meaningful side of things. To look at the text, that we visited today. In the Shaolin Yang translation, Lao Tzu says, when everyone is excited, like going to a festival or spring outing, only I am quiet, like nothing has happened. I'm like a newborn infant that does not know how to laugh, bored and tired, that has no home to return to. So in the beginning, I looked to other people to make me feel good and bad. 
I looked to finances to make me feel good and bad. I looked at my social standing, and depending on what happened in my professional life, I felt good or bad. And in my intimate relationships, I depended on my spouse to provide me with a sense of emotional well-being that I craved. When she, quote, provided, I felt happy. When she, quote, didn't provide, I felt bad. (laughs) Along my journey, I practiced a systematic decoupling of my ego from the way I saw the world and moved toward observing that I am but a tiny piece of it. And in so doing, I noticed things starting to change. Instead of thinking that other people held the keys to my emotions, I began to realize that I am the one who does that. Though it wasn't immediately obvious how to stop my automatic responses to people. The main thing I learned was to be aware of when I feel both good and bad, quote, because of others, and instead of blaming them for it, look inward and ask why I felt a certain way. If I felt angry... It was usually a sign that my insecurities had been touched upon. And once I identified an insecurity, I'd need to ask myself if I was really insecure or not. In other words, had my fear actually been real, or had it been based on a false assumption about how the world worked? If I felt good, it was because someone had confirmed that my assumptions were correct. The problem with all this is that it's like playing dice with my emotions every time. I never know what I'm going to feel when I start engaging with other people until I realize that I am the person holding the dice. I don't need to throw them. I can hold them, cherish them, and keep them in my pocket, secure in the knowledge that they are mine to share only when I choose. I looked to my spouse to provide me with intimate feelings of well-being, and as it turns out, this was just another version of that emotional dice game only with one person and going deeper than was possible with friends or colleagues. Deeper feelings of hurt and sadness and deeper feelings of happiness and elation, that sort of thing. Now, just like Lao Tzu in the verse, I have glimpsed how, quote, when everyone is excited like going to a festival or spring outing, only I can be quiet like nothing has happened. Of course, I'm not so practiced that I keep the dice in my pocket every time. Awakening to the fact is only part of the journey. Practicing constantly is how I get better at keeping them close. Lao Tzu goes on to say, When everyone has so much excess energy, only I am left behind. I have a fool's heart. So dumb. (laughs) Everyone seems bright. Only I am dull. I could say the same thing about money. I used to feel, despite my reason telling me otherwise, that it was an immutable law that money was responsible for my happiness or misery. Yes, I feel like that there are a pair of money dice in my pocket too. The tricky thing about money is that it seems so real. The case can be made quite convincingly that money can buy happiness. So, let's leave it at that. Let's agree that money can buy happiness. But insofar as I have experienced, money cannot buy fulfillment. No one can fulfill me, even if I pay them to. I'm the one who must do that. And realizing this and embracing it is the only thing that can start me off on my way. Notice how fulfillment feels so wonderful inside, but how from the outside it needs no luster to show itself. That must be why, quote, everyone seems bright, only I am dull. (laughs) Or that everyone seems to know everything, only I am confused. 
My heart spreads like an endless ocean and my mind wanders like a boundless wind. From Lao Tzu, of course. Different translation. In grade school, I was first introduced to the idea of cool kids and losers. And since I didn't identify with the cool kids, I assumed I was a loser. (laughs) I longed to outgrow this. And I thought that magic first day of post-graduation would do the trick. It did to a certain degree. The playing field became much wider and more level, but the lie that I was inferior to some and superior to other people still haunted me for a very long time. It wasn't until I actively started practicing humility that I was able to abandon that untruth. Yes, the trick to not feeling inferior was to humble myself before others. I should point out that there's a difference between humility and humiliation. For me, anyways, humility is remembering that I am not as important and as special as I think I am. Quite the contrary. I am one of billions of specks of consciousness, so there's nothing that separates me from anyone else. The same specialness that I have within me is shared by all of my human family, and I would argue to say my analog or biologic family as well. If that's humility... Humiliation would be a practice of putting myself in situations where I am made to feel unequal to others. See the difference? Humility is the leveler. Humiliation is the ego's tool. So if I seem aimless, perhaps that is because I have stopped fighting my own self. I don't seem to have a purpose mostly because I have abandoned the idea of identity. My purpose now is to follow the Tao. Because when I do, everything is provided for me. So I allow the current of the Tao to carry me where it goes. It does this anyways, with or without my vote, so fighting this awesome force of nature is sort of futile. Does that mean I'm just giving up? Maybe, if the Tao wasn't always giving. But the Tao is always giving. It never ceases, like the spirit of the valley, remember? So if I'm fighting, I'm fighting against receiving the gifts of the Tao, which is my choice. But yo, all I need to do is stop fighting and my life is so much better. So back to the text, while it seems that everyone seems to know everything, only I am confused and my heart spreads like an endless ocean and my mind wanders like a boundless wind. I've shared my journey to hopefully illustrate my understanding of the second part of this verse. I'd like to share one more perspective with you before we go on to the third thing this verse made me think about today, and that is the idea of comparison. We talked about this in the very, very beginning of the episode. Atsu is drawing a comparison between the people and himself here, and that's great for illustrative purposes, but let's look a little deeper. As with my own journey, I know that judging others is only a cause for my own agitation, So why would Lao Tzu be seemingly contradictory here and start comparing himself to others? I'd like us to consider for a moment that there's no division between ourselves and others. Maybe Lao Tzu is actually talking about his former self and his current self. Maybe we can look at others as being on their own respective parts of their journeys. Maybe when we see everyone doing everything, That's only how we and our ego states perceive it. Once my ego abates, I realize that people aren't being flashy and sensational. I am making them so in my own mind. But I don't realize this until I'm in a place where I can consider the alternative. 
So let's change this around a little bit. The text says, when everyone is excited, like going to a festival or spring outing, I can read, when I perceive everyone is excited, like going to a festival or spring outing, when I perceive everyone has so much excess energy, only I am left behind, everyone seems to know everything and only I am confused. So in a very real sense, we're saying here that it's my perception that keeps me separate from everyone else. Depending on the Tao. From the point of view of the rest of the people in the world, Lao Tzu says he alone appears slow and stupid. (laughs) I don't know about you, but this certainly doesn't make following the Tao appealing. (laughs) Yet, I've experienced so much goodness with it that I'm compelled to look further than my own limited perspective in this line. Here's what I think. There's a lot of comparison and contrast in this verse, and as we saw in the middle section, these qualities are what my judging mind has constructed. So when Lao Tzu is saying he seems slow and stupid, could it be perhaps that he's criticizing his own ego? Imagine for a moment that his ego is really just the other people in the world. Then it makes sense. Instead of saying to the world, I seem slow and stupid, We can reimagine it like this. To my ego's perception of me, I appear slow and stupid. Hmm. Maybe we're getting somewhere now. I love the last line in this verse as it takes everything we've been talking about and shapes it into perfect, beautiful context. Lin Yutang translates, I alone differ from the other people and value drawing sustenance from the mother. Of course, by mother, we mean the Tao. We can put this another way using 2020 language. My higher self, different from my ego's perception of other people, prefers to draw life from the source. Okay, let's assume that that's the case right now. We have higher selves and we have the ego selves. Remember, we have the power to choose where we direct our attention. Therefore, we can concentrate on source or the Tao. Or we can concentrate on fulfilling our worldly selves by satisfying the senses of the ego. For me, that's the big paradox for right now. How gifts of the Tao can appear undesirable until I actually experience them. But to get there, I need to let go of this false sense of separation that I call my ego so I have a chance. I suppose that's where my journey is leading me. So to wrap up my experience with this verse today and considering sidestepping the hype, I thought about three things. Number one is the conundrum of learning and banishing learning. Number two is changes along the journey that occur. And number three is learning to depend on the Tao. For the final piece of this episode, Let's consider how we can apply the principle of sidestepping the hype in this verse today. I feel like the best way we can apply this verse is to start becoming aware of when we are acting or thinking out of self-interest. There's no need to do anything about it at this point. Just becoming aware of our thoughts and behaviors is enough. I found that when I become aware of a habit or a quirk, it usually goes away on its own. 
Of course, there's more work to be done if I want to eradicate a more pervasive problem. But for the small things, I can usually avoid them turning into big things if I stay aware. So let's have a look at how we can become aware of our self-centered thoughts, words, or actions as they relate to four things. Number one, our emotional security. Two, our financial security. Three, our social standing. And four, our intimate relationships. Once again, let's look to points in the past where we've been agitated. This could have been small annoyances or even large ones. Being careful not to start blaming other people for them. Let's just have a look at where we felt less than centered. I found that other people are involved in my agitations, though once I've had a look, I've realized that I was agitated because of my own perceptions, not theirs. Even if it seems they're 100% in the wrong, I find that the reason I'm not feeling right is because of my reactions. So let's think about the last time we were agitated. Just kind of comb back through the past day, week, or month. Was there anyone with whom you've associated the feelings of frustration, annoyance, or even anger? Now, let's remember what happened. Did it affect any of your emotional security? In other words, did any of what happened make you feel like you weren't in control of your feelings? Did you get angrier than you wanted to? What about financially? Did someone make a decision or did something happen that affected your financial life? Did you perhaps feel insecure about your financial future? Now let's look at our social lives. Did anything happen that put your reputation in jeopardy? Did anything happen that made you feel popular? And in our intimate relationships, did your partner do anything that left you feeling a little off? In looking at any of these situations, whether we felt emotionally insecure, financially insecure, socially awkward, or our intimacy was thrown off, would we be willing to consider that regardless of the situation, the Tao has been there the whole time? During each of these upsets, haven't we, most of the time, come back to center eventually? And if we look a little harder, can we see that these occurrences had no bearing on our higher selves? Perhaps they only affected our ego selves? If we can consider this for a moment, I think we can remember that the Tao is always providing, always giving. We are never in actual danger of losing the Tao unless we choose it. And since the Tao provides, what else is there to work for? It's our lower selves that create emotional and financial insecurity. Our lower selves that need to be better than others. And our lower selves that must have our intimacy needs met. Our higher selves are quite content just being connected to the infinite Tao. 
If this whole higher self and lower self thing is a bit of a stretch, no worries at all. It has taken me some years just to be able to articulate this, and I am only one of many who have come before me. I learned this from the Tao, yes, but other self-help sources as well. If you continue on your journey, whatever that looks like, if you keep doing it, rest assured that you will find what works for you. Finally, I'd like you to remember that we've got a nice little community going now, and it would be so cool if we could talk together. If you'd like to meet others interested in the Tao Te Ching, please have a visit to the Facebook group, The Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Peace. To close out this episode, I'll leave you with a final reading of verse 20 translated by Charles Johnston. Give up the desire to be more learned than others, and you'll be freed from care. How small is the difference between the obedient yes and the disobedient yeah? How great is the difference between good and evil? What all people fear is easily feared. They fall into confusion, not checking themselves. They are carried away like one who feasts or one mounted on a tower and spring. I alone am still. My desires are not aroused. I am as a newborn child that has not yet smiled to its mother. I am detached. I seem to have no home. The multitude have many possessions. I am as one who has lost all. My thought is indrawn. I seem to know nothing. The world is wise and prudent. I seem plunged in darkness. The world is keen. I seem as one bewildered. I am as a shoreless sea, a bark without a port. The world is impetuous. I seem inert, like a rustic. I am apart from other people because I worship the all-nourishing mother, the way. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.